Today, I'm welcoming Dr. Abby into the podcast. <laughs> Still so weird to hear that. So plan for today is really to understand you, Abby, and to get some insight into your journey um, through the vet school mm-hmm. and through vet as a new grad. Yep. And I should be calling you Dr. Abby. <laughs> um, she graduated at the end of last year yep. from Sydney University, and now she's working at Corumban Wildlife Hospital. She's taken her Saturday morning off, um, her free Saturday to come talk to me and be my first guest on the podcast. So if you'd like to introduce yourself in any way that you deem appropriate, then <laughs> Yeah, feel okay. Free. Oh, I mean, I feel like you've already done it. Um, yeah, my name's Abby. I'm originally from South Coast, New South Wales, but I've moved up to Gold Coast um, for the job. So I've been here for about four weeks um, and have, yeah, started fresh as a new grad as a wildlife vet, um, which is kind of a dream come true. So, yeah. So I guess to start, I want to ask you, because I think it's something that we need to do more of in this industry, like in the deepest way possible. How are you? Oh, (laughs) um, yeah. You know what? I actually am good. I feel like it's such a like blase kind of way to be like oh you know I'm fine but I actually am really good I feel like I'm at a point um where I'm like proud of how far I've come um so that's that's good it's so exciting yeah yeah Yeah. um but I'm also like 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 obviously in the first few weeks you kind of have days where you're a little bit like oh I didn't do my best or whatever but you kind of take those in your stride so Right now, I'm good. She had a good week. <laughs> yep, had a good week. I am, but like still accepting all of those little crappy, shitty days that you have. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. And at the moment, do you think you're having more good days than yeah. bad days? Yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, in your kind of fifth year, you told me that you lived in a van, which I think is really cool. Like, most of us, you know, trying to find hotels everywhere around for our final year and you just had this van and you were cruising around. Yep. So tell me about that. I want to hear <laughs> what was that like? I feel yeah. like that would be challenging. Yeah, it was. It was also like the best thing ever because like, well, one, not paying rent while you're trying to struggle yeah. through placements and everything. Like it was just one, like that was a huge blessing, I guess. Um, but there was definitely challenges along the way. The alternator belt on my bus would snap like every few months so that happened like three times last year um once before a placement day so I had to email them and go oh like my home's broken (laughs) like I can't come (laughs) in today um but yeah so no it was like such a good experience it was also like a great icebreaker when you went to different placements you're like hey Mm. I live in a bus and then you get to talk about that um and not just kind of vet things so yeah yeah that was like also kind of a, a good um yeah a good thing that came out of that year as well it'd be quite uncomfortable I know like every time I kind of go somewhere new like you're always in that uncomfortable situation and I guess like living in a van kind of adds another Mm. element or would it be more like you have like your little home with you that you know yeah it's kind of a bit of both and I think because it's such a different thing to do and you're constantly meeting people it actually kind of helped me a lot more with like Mm kind of being displaced all the time um, because you did have that familiarity, but you also were constantly displaced. So you just had to kind of take it in a stride, um, which meant that, yeah, by the end of the year, I was actually loving moving around and meeting new people and everything like that. Like it wasn't a 
a nerve-wracking thing for me anymore. So that mm. was, yeah, definitely could see the growth actually um, with that. Yeah. Now you got it parked at the top of your house. <laughs> After that, yeah, massively steep driveway, but yeah. <laughs> Had yep. to empty out some stuff to get it up the driveway. <laughs> oh, my yep. God. Throughout, like, your fifth year, I know it's quite a challenging time. Is there any tools you used to kind of help manage yourself? Hmm. Is there anything you kind of go back to when you're having a bad day or like yeah I um I specifically chose my placements for the hospitals that I really wanted to either eventually end up in or like I knew that they would help me grow or if um I couldn't choose that then like location so then I could actually have mm. somewhere to go on weekends to um kind of like let off some steam so yeah, okay. I found that what I definitely relied on most would be going on like hikes or going to the beach or something like that. Um, try to do that at least once a week. Um, Time yeah. in nature is important, I think. Definitely. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that and also just keeping in contact with your vet friends. Cause I think in your final year, because you are in different placements, you can kind of lose contact with the people who are doing the same thing as you. Yeah. So it's really important to kind of keep that communication open. So then, you can be like, oh, like this is what happened here. And they can be like, oh, yeah, like I've done that as well. Mm. And you don't feel as shit about yourself. I actually had like a conversation last week with my friend and I think it was my post with Sam and we were kind of talking about our experiences. And there's times where I thought like, oh, this is just me, like happening to me on placement. And then I told yeah. Sam about it and she was like, that literally happened to me as well. And I'm yeah. like, oh. And that kind of gave you that sense it's just, you sometimes feel like it's, just, just me, you, yeah. But yep. it can remind you that it's not just a you problem and it's yep. happening to everyone and it's normal. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And like definitely that happens more than than not. Like rarely will you be like, oh yeah, this happened and everyone's like, oh yeah, no, nah, that that's just a you problem. Like yeah. that never really happens. So yeah, yeah, for sure. So what do you think, like when you look back at your um vet? years is there anything that you wish you paid like your vet school is anything you wish you paid more attention to not in terms of content but in terms of the experience and is there anything that you wish you showed more appreciation for Mm, um yes probably I would say that it was kind of difficult because with COVID um which everyone hates bringing up now but it really did like affect our uni life so we weren't able to do as much socializing and stuff like that and I think that was probably like a massive um kind of like thing that was there that we all kind of wanted a bit more of um because we've kind of got to the end of our year and we had a big like graduation ball and we saw everyone for the first time in years and that was kind of weird because we were like, these are people that we should have known quite intimately for four years. Yeah, okay. Um, but we don't right now because of COVID. And like we had our smaller groups and everything that we would do like our placements with or pracs with. So we knew them quite well. Um, but that was really a group of like 15 to 20 people. And we have like a cohort of 100. So mm. yeah, probably um, trying to take advantage of the social aspect of that because they are going to be your colleagues and you're going to be working with them for the rest of your career. Yeah. So yeah, having that base is probably something that we missed out on. Um, I think like soaking in 
the moments when you're with friends and like really appreciating those moments because now yeah. even as like a fifth year I feel like I'm alone a bit more as yeah. you were saying before and now it makes me go like wow like going to class with yeah you know my friends and like just having the 10 like the chat yeah in that 10 minute break between lectures I appreciate that appreciate it for sure and it doesn't need to be like yeah like going out to parties or whatever like it's those 10 15 minute chats where you're just kind of getting to know people Mm. um that's probably something that I'm gonna miss the most but something that we kind of yeah should have probably paid more attention to I guess yeah no that's great yeah actually another one would be um just liking the learning. I think you get so stuck in being like, oh, I need to remember this for an exam or whatever. Mm. But I found that like, and probably something that I should have done more of is like taking a step back and being like, this is so cool. Like I'm actually loving learning this aspect of like this medical procedure or this like physiology of this animal or something like that. Like actually taking that moment to be like, this is sick. Like this is why I'm doing it. So yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I tried to have that, I kind of had that moment in between third and fourth for me. I feel like up to third year, I was really trying to just remember. Mm. I was like, I've got to yeah. remember, I've got to remember. Yeah, and everyone does it. Like, yeah. I went, there was a point I was like, I'm just going to learn. Like, yeah. I'm going to learn what I think I need to know, not what someone else tells me I need to know. Kind of like you're interested in in animals and in medicine that's why you're doing the degree so have like a little bit of trust in yourself to be like what I find interesting is going to be important to know because that's why I'm here like yeah you only remember things that you find interesting and you only know things that really you're interested in that's why I don't know anything about I don't know pigs like (laughs) like pigs or like pigs or that lamp behind you because like I'm not interested in lamps yeah when there's something yeah. that is interesting, I'm like, like, and you really learn about it. Yeah. It, it sticks. Yeah, for sure. And trying to learn something for an exam for someone else, like that's never going to stick, even for the exam. Like they've done studies on that to be like mm. that stress and adrenaline that you feel is kind of prohibitive to your learning and your Fully. like long-term yeah. retention. So there's no point. Like, that's what <laughs> I used to like vomit before every exam. Oh it my was gosh. like, it was crazy. And then up until after... Um, fourth year that's when I kind of changed the way I thought and there was one exam I did an ice bath like 20 minutes before the of course exam you did <laughs> and I got to the exam and I was like on like the ice bath released all these hormones and I was like buzzing and um, I got to the exam and I was still shaking from the ice bath <laughs> and I was like for the whole like it was only like a 30 hour exam and I was like holy crap like I'm feeling good, but I can concentrate. But like my hand is just shaking. <laughs> I can't shaking. actually write the things so down. So now I don't do ice baths like immediately before. Fair enough. But <laughs> That's growth. That's learning. <laughs> um, one thing I guess going on from what we were just talking about is like what we're saying with learning what you want to learn and understanding, trusting that you should, trusting in what you think you should learn Mm. if that makes sense yeah so what going along with that what does like success mean to you like what is success because I think we get caught up thinking that success is the same for everyone and Mm. and sometimes we get caught up thinking if they're succeeding then I can't succeed but I think defining what success actually means for you is different Mm. for everyone so I'm wondering 
what does success mean for you? Yeah, I've actually been thinking about this one quite a bit, especially over the past four weeks since I've started um, being a doctor. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I think that my definition of success at least changes with how like my life is going at that time. So I think right now I have two definitions. Um, My like one definition would be like my success of every day. So I can at the end of a day be like, was, was this a successful day or was it like not a successful day? And the difference between those two would be if I had been like living or acting or being a vet, um, like, oh, this is going to sound so cheesy, but like according to my intention. So if I was able to say I made that decision because I felt that was right or I knew that was right because of X, Y, and Z evidence, then that's a successful day for me. Whereas if I was like, oh, I didn't do that. I actually just did what someone else told me. And I didn't really see if that aligned with like how I felt I should treat that animal or So you're talking thing. about like treatments right now or like in your uh, veterinary life or are you talking? I guess that is like, like a new grad kind of. Yeah, it does cross over though. Because it's like if I behaved in a way that was in line with my intention or like how I wanted to be perceived in that way then that's a success. Whereas if I did something that wasn't in line with my intentions is such a buzzword, but you know what I mean? Like Mm. values or or whatever you want to say, then that's not going to be a successful day. So that's my day definition of success. It's staying like true to yourself. In my meditations, I always have this thing and it's like letting go of who you think you should be and being who I like really am. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like, um, in your terms of like trusting with like your treatments and being yeah. true to what you think the animal needs or whatever yeah and not always letting like the others sway you too much yeah yeah and that's so that easy as a new grad mean, to I be guess? like oh well they have all of this experience and they do like I'm not saying that you don't listen to people but yeah. just making I guess like when someone says something to make sure that it checks in with your knowledge at that mm. time. And if it doesn't, then do some research and see yeah. if it does like check in with what you understand. Yeah. And question um, it. Yeah. yeah. It's important. Like I find like I'm always questioning things. Yeah. Even, like I'm a very skeptical person and but my friends, my friends don't really <laughs> like, like it sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I often question things and sometimes I'm questioning like things that some of the vets say, I'm, yeah. I'm like, should I be doing this? But I'm doing it and then I go and look it up and I go, oh, okay, they were right. And yeah. like then I understand. So it's good, I guess, because it confirms in my mind um, like where I was lacking in my knowledge. Yeah. And then I went and found it out for myself and go, oh, they were right. And then um, I can also ask them and get them to explain it. Yeah. I think it's a difference of like, yeah, kind of questioning them and ignoring them, being like, oh, no, that's wrong because I know everything and it's like, student, new Mm. grad, we don't know everything. Um, But kind of questioning them and going like, well, why doesn't that sit right with me yet kind of thing? Because then you are going to identify gaps in your knowledge. And it also means that like with the treatment kind of, um, I guess, yeah, thing, um, if you are doing something because someone told you to and you haven't checked in with yourself and then that goes wrong, like you're going to blame yourself and them and everyone. Whereas if you've like checked in with yourself and gone, not that makes sense to me. I'm going to do that. I've made it like an intentional decision here 
and then it goes wrong, you can still say, well, I did everything I could. Um, whereas if you didn't, then you're kind of like, oh, it leaves so many gaps for, for blame and everything like that. And that just makes your day really shitty. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, good, it's good to question things. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's when we find out answers and that's when we learn, I yeah, guess. For and sure. in like everything, I do that like in my day-to-day life too. Like yeah. why did, I don't know, like why am I feeling like this? And then I think about it and I question it and I try and understand it. Sometimes that takes me. Like actually at the start of this week on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, I had like a couple down days and I was just like, what is going on? And I recognized that I was feeling like not right. And um, and then I kind of like assessed like the situation on Wednesday. I was like, something's not right. And mm. I went and I took it down to like, I just haven't been sleeping enough. Yeah. So I've been trying to like organize too many things yeah. late. And then I was like, right, Wednesday, I mean like, I've made these changes and um, Thursday and Friday, I was like back up yeah. and buzzing again. Yeah. I mean, that's just like setting yourself up for success as well. Like getting your eight hours sleep or however much you need, mm-hmm. like having good meals and everything like that. Like that's just going to help you help, like be the best person you can be again, yeah. cheesy and cliche, but so true. Yeah. So, no, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I have another question for you. And it's, um, I have this thing where I think about my week or my day and, or as I go about my day and I sometimes get caught up thinking I have to do things. I have to, I have to go to class. I have to go to this prac. I Mm -hmm. have to, I don't know, like cook a meal tonight because I need to eat or whatever, as simple as it can be. And I say, instead of being like really working on trying to switch my mindset to like, I get to, yeah, I get to go to this class. I'm choosing to, I get to do this. I get to go to this prac. I get to cook this meal. Yeah. I get to eat yeah. this meal. And it just shows that appreciation. So I'm wondering if there's anything that you can think of kind of this week or maybe in the last couple of weeks that you thought maybe you have to do it. And then you realize maybe I you get to do it or if there's something that you thought, yeah, you get mm. to do. Yeah, okay. Um, yes, actually, probably, probably two again. Um, number one would be um, at Currumbin, where I'm working right now. Um, there we see a lot of lorikeets for mm. lorikeet paralysis syndrome, as you would know. Um, and they have kind of become like the vaccinations for dogs and cats. Like they're just kind of the bread and butter. They're very, I don't want to say simple because, you know, there's always all these nuances and everything like that in medicine, but they're just the, the common things that you see and you start kind of getting to a groove of a workup and everything like that. Um, and so I guess like my mindset may have shifted like a little bit to like, ugh, another freaking lorikeet has come Mm. in like I need to do this workup you kind of go through the motions and there was definitely a point where I kind of was like I stopped myself and I was like no 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 like you're making a difference in that animal's life you're giving it the best possible care that it it can be given um and yeah you like I get to do that because I have the knowledge and experience Mm. And the opportunity right now, which, you know, I'm very grateful for. So, And every time you do another lorikeet, I guess you get better at 
yeah. understanding yeah. and treating the next one. Yeah. And there's always something else. It's like, well, this one might have like a little micro fracture in its keel or something like that. So you get to learn that as well as treating a disease in this bird where otherwise it probably would have died by itself. So yeah, it's, it's really only good things. Um, and it's just, yeah, kind of like moving away from that mindset of just going through the motions and being like, oh, like this is just another vaccination. This is just another lorikeet. Like, yeah. Mm. Um, but my other one would be that little bush turkey that I had the other day, a little juvenile that came in with a laceration on its toe. Um, not that I ever thought, oh, I have to do this now or whatever. Um, but when I was doing it, it was kind of the first point where I wasn't being constantly watched by someone. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, I need to do a stitch up now, but I don't have like a nurse. I don't have the support. And so I was able to um, be like, okay, well, no, I need to organize this for myself. So I organized a nurse. I did the stitch up and it sounds so simple because it is just a stitch up, but mm. it was one of those moments where it was just like, well, that was the first time that I got to do something by myself as a vet, mm. like in this place of work. And I got to treat a cute little bush turkey, which again, doesn't sound as exciting, but they're cool. <laughs> and and yeah. I had this moment when you and I were doing a lorikeet or something and you said to me um do like the physical exam do you mm. remember and then I like it was you right and yeah, it yeah, like I had like this. it was had a like a its eye was closed yeah. one of its eyes and I was like I noted it down and then we did the um fluorescein stain and there was like this little ulcer and you said to me you just like diagnosed yeah that and I was like Whoa. <laughs> I just I diagnosed it. I and I was like, this is wicked. Yeah. Um, little side story, but thank you for like pointing that out too. Cause honestly, after that moment, I think that might've been on maybe Thursday or Wednesday too, when I was having like that kind of down period. And I was like, whoa, that was sick. And yeah. it was like the appreciation for like that little Aww, thing. No, so, like, yeah, yeah, you did awesome. So like, for sure. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That was, I was like, damn. Yeah. That was cool. How good. <laughs> So uh, I have a deeper question for you now. Yep. And it's one that I also, maybe we've spoken about before or maybe not, but there's the thing in the meditation, actually I was talking about before about who you think you should be versus like who you are. Yeah. And is, can you talk to me about that? Like who, do you get, ever get caught up thinking about who other people think you should be? I think that's probably something that I'm definitely still working on. Um, it's one of my like things about myself that I've recognized. Um, it's like, yeah, really hitting the nail on the head. Actually, I've realized that I have a massive hang up about expectations of me. Mm. Um, like from a very young age, I still remember like my mom or my dad being like, Oh no, you'll go great. Like you'll be fine at that. And then even them trying to console me or whatever they were trying to do that like expectation of no I'll be I'll be good at what I put my mind to that was like crippling for me and I carried it throughout HSC um and even uni where it was like I had these people expecting me to go well at something and then me feeling like I was falling short all the time Mm. um so yeah it's definitely something that I'm still working on um but then so who are you then (laughs) Who am I? I feel like 
I don't know. It's so hard not to be like, I'm a vet because that's not who you are. Mm. Um, it's what I do and I do love doing it. And it's such an integral part of my life and it always has been. Like I've always liked animals. I guess like that's probably it. I, I am an animal lover and I'm, yeah, I'm curious I about medicine and like the world and everything like that. So I guess... Yeah, rather than saying, like, I am a vet, then I could break it down into those things. Like, I'm an animal lover and I'm curious. Mm. Um, I think that I'm a good friend, which I think is really important. Um, and, yeah, and I'm one of six kids in my family. That's actually probably a big defining feature of who I am because I think that, yeah, explains a lot. <laughs> um, so really big family, which means that there's a lot of competition, but there's also a lot of support. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, does that answer the question or? Yeah. Yeah. That does. Cool. I know who you are now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Um, I have two questions that I ask everyone and I have to, you're going to be the first audio recording of it. So, pressure's on. Okay. But they're two questions that you haven't heard um, before. Yep. So, you know, there's a lot of kind of issues in the veterinary industry. Um, I think a lot of it is like mindset i think there's a lot of mindset issues and um i'm wondering if there's an like what is what do you think the biggest issue in the veterinary industry is it could be mindset it could be economical it could be social Ooh. like anything that you think is like the biggest issue issue in the vet industry yeah. as a whole as or? a as because, a whole, yeah, yeah okay. I, or there's kind of different sectors, but yeah. anything that you straight away kind of comes to mind, like this is quite an open question. Yeah, for you. yeah, no, fair enough. I think, yeah, this is tricky because I haven't thought about this one, I don't think. Um, I think that I would probably say people's perceptions of vets is something mm. that if we could change would alleviate a lot of stress within the industry um but i don't like thinking that it's like someone else's problem like i, I know what you were saying what, about what how perceptions like, are you talking about kind of like i guess client perceptions but even within the industry to say uh like like our perceptions of other vets um, I think that, that they're more hardworking that or they're that more they're, hardworking, more, they're better. Is they're that better. kind of what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or even, yeah, I think that that's kind of where I'm getting at. I think that if we started to look at people, not as their employment, then just started to like, yeah, look at people as, as, as people, as people. Instead. I'm calling this podcast veterinary humans. I love it. Yeah. To remind us that we are humans human yeah for sure and like it goes to to clients as well like i think clients have these perceptions and expectations of vets where um you know you, you give them an animal and they fix it and it's free <laughs> mm -hmm. um but they're just these superheroes that can do that and um that's just not the case it, yeah and i think that Changing if we can that perception, the perception that the reminder that we are human and that yeah. we we aren't heroes that save everything yeah. and that that's okay. Yeah, and also that we aren't, like when you ask me who I am, like I am not a vet, mm. I happen to be a vet. 
that's kind of that perception as well. Like when clients come to you or like when you look at other people, they're not vets first and foremost. Yeah, they're mm. definitely people. They've got other interests. They've, yeah. Does that answer no, that, that question? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The last question is, I like this one because it gives you, you know, this podcast, it might, it might go off, right? <laughs> so um, if you had the entire veterinary industry in front of you, they were all down there on the road and they're all like staring at you, you had a microphone in your hand and you're yeah. like, you could say like one kind of main thing to them. What, what do you think you would say? To all vets yeah, and people in vet the vet nurses, industry. Vet techs. Yeah. You know, everyone, your receptionists, even, you know, the clients, if you had them in front of you. What, yeah. what message? That's a hard question. Um, there's so much that you could say. Um, what's the most important? I feel like I think that it would be something along the lines of it's not going to be very eloquent because I'm literally thinking about it right now, um, but something like just kind of remember why you're doing this or like you know we, we all got into this industry because we love animals in whatever capacity that is like if we like helping people help their animals or if we like helping animals um and kind of like want to keep the people out of it kind of thing just remember why you're doing that um and then yeah like once you remembered why I think it makes a whole lot of other things easier and you get to say I get to do this rather than I have to do this like mm. that kind of um yeah mindset shift yeah. if that makes sense awesome yeah thank you for your morning thank you and I've appreciated your time and I'm sure that people will get a lot out of your message yeah I hope so That's um awesome. they will <laughs> um I just wanted to really thank you for being honest and open I know this is like a weird kind of situation but, yeah, you've definitely put your energy into this and I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, no, thank you for the opportunity. It's great to kind of sit down with another vet and chat about things like this. So, yeah. Thank you for being human. Thank you for being human. <laughs> <laughs>